What's up, listening audience? This is your host, Sean Nevels with the Shape America podcast, and we are back. It is summertime, which means if you are a reader, this is your time. I myself am a reader, and I've already kind of started on my list a little early here in May, but one to add to your reading library is Qualitative Research and Evaluation in Physical Education and Sport Pedagogy, published by Shape America. Um, yours truly, of course. Um, and with us for this podcast, we have the three authors and editors, a part of this great work uh, I bring to you for this podcast. First, Kevin Richards from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, Mike Michael Hempill, University of North Carolina, Greensboro, and Paul Wright from Northern Illinois University. So I will allow each of these gentlemen to introduce themselves and we'll kind of give them a quick hit of about three or four questions to, to really understand this resource and how it can be used for that practitioner that's uh, in their studies or even probably just your everyday teacher. So Kevin, going to you first, how did you all come together and decide to write this book? Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Sean. Appreciate it. Um, so the history of, of this particular project goes back uh, really to when Michael and I were uh, at the university or at Purdue University in grad school together. And um, I started collaborating with a professor who was in the communications department uh, on some research that, that we were doing with uh, some summer programming. Uh, and he wanted to, to come up with a really well-defined, rigorous way to analyze uh, the qualitative data that were collected. Um, and, and that kind of laid the foundation for what eventually evolved into um, an article that Michael and I wrote for the Journal of Teaching and Physical Education uh, about um, a collaborative, a qualitative approach uh, to data analysis. Uh, that paper got um, a way better response than I think either of us thought it would. Like, honestly, we wrote it for our grad students um, because we were teaching them with that method and wanted to have a paper to point them to so that they would have something to read. Um, and, and it had it's my it's my most highly cited paper um, and, and it's not even it's not even close. Uh, and so I think the message we got was the approach we took with that paper, which was, you know, a really practical hands on way to, to look at qualitative data analysis could be expanded to to uncover all to uh, to en encapsulate all of qualitative research. So. The original idea that, that Michael and I had to do was to, to write this book focused on, you know, practical applications of qualitative research with stories that are told through the lens of, of the author's own research, realizing that it was going to be a massive project and that we needed another set of highly capable and well-qualified hands. We turned to the person who I think uh, was the only person we considered, uh, Paul uh, Paul Wright, um, who's who's collaborated with Michael and I on a variety of other projects. And, and Paul and I also just recently finished a different book project with Shape America, um, uh, which is uh, the Social and Emotional Learning in Physical Education. That, that book is uh, co-edited by him and I as well. Nice, nice, nice. So kind of getting into the book itself, you know, I read through a little bit, obviously, before we we came on to record. And, you know, I want to shout out Stephen Silverman from Florida Atlantic University, who was a part of the forward of this book and really addressing, you know, that, you know, when he started uh, 40 years ago uh, as a doctoral student, I believe that there wasn't this qualitative research happening. So, uh, Michael, bringing it over to you, tell us kind of some of that background and the historical, uh, you know, the, histor the historical approach of qualitative research um, getting to this point. Okay, so we located this kind of 
growth in physical education in the early 1980s. There had been research quarterly prior to that where there were some articles published, but the JTPE, Journal of Teaching and Physical Education, came along in 1981. And so it was a space for a whole lot more physical education research to come out. And at that time, it was predominantly quantitative research. And that very first issue of JTPE, there was one article, I think it was, that had a qualitative element to it, although it was a mixed method article. And so the qualitative was kind of a minority uh, approach to research in PE. As the 80s kind of progressed, you started to see a little bit more debate where people would try out some qualitative methods, you know, interviews and observations and such. And people would ask, questions about, you know, is this uh, a good way to do research? Does it lead to legitimate findings? Um, what are the methods and how do we know that they're rigorous and tr trustworthiness and so on? And there were some, some debates even about, you know, um, should we have qualitative research? And there were people on either side of that, that argument. And so we talk about in chapter two of the book, um, this kind of paradigm or discussion um, where people were talking about the validity of the methods. Um, and that kind of scholarly conversation really led to the development of what is now a respected um, approach to research that really addresses some important um, topics in physical education as we lay out in, in later chapters of the book. But it was that early dialogue between people like Steve Silverman and many other scholars in the field that ultimately got qualitative research a, a footing in physical education. And we've seen a growth uh, throughout each decade since the, since the 1980s in the use of qualita qualitative research methods. And I think it's very well respected in the uh, physical education community today. And you know, the, the, the word I remember seeing a, a couple of times by uh, Mr. Silverman was, was um, matured. That qualitative research has really matured, you know, in those 40 years since he's, you know, he's begun and how we got to this point. So, and it's, it's interesting to think that, the, especially when you mentioned, you know, the quantitative aspects are there for everybody's reference. Uh, yours truly started a doctoral program uh, pre-pandemic up until the quantitative stuff happened. And I was like, I don't know about these numbers. And it took a, <laughs> took a long uh, 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 gap year, uh, extended gap year since then. But, you know, it, it's great that you all have really done this and met this need or meeting this need. And I do want to shout out what you have because, you know, reviewing those chapters, it's a well-rounded approach with a lot of good names that are part of this work, you know, just, just kind of looking through who all is involved with this, you know, it's definitely a who's who of physical education and sport pedagogy. Um, uh, and, and, you know, discussing the qualitative research and methods and things like that. And, you know, speaking particularly some of the things that kind of sparked my interest reading through those chapters were, you know, chapters on community engagement, working mm -hmm. with individuals with disabilities, and then also, um, you know, qualitative research as a part of social justice. So, I mean, you all put a lot of great work into this. But going over to Paul, you know, I was just talking about how this uh, book really is kind of, again, what you all addressed, you know, meeting that need for qualitative research. Who is the intended audience for this book and how does this book or this resource really move the needle forward? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks, Sean, for, for having us and those, those kind words you just shared. Yeah, the, the, the intended audience, um, I guess, comes in a few parts. One is to the field. You know, we knew that there were a lot more resources specific to physical activity and physical education research with a quantitative slant. 
Um, there are tons of resources out there on qualitative research in general, right, in the social sciences. So we didn't need to replicate or try to outdo those resources. So we, we very specifically wanted to have this tethered to physical education and sport pedagogy. Um, so we would reflect the most sort of current and cutting edge uh, work going on in qualitative methods generally, but we really wanted to let the reader see how these apply and play out in our settings, right? Because physical activity settings are so dynamic and interactive and they bring up issues of culture and conflict and they bring so much to the forefront, right? It's so rich, but it's very different than someone doing classroom-based research. Um, so we wanted to give them examples of this range of qualitative techniques and methods and ideas as they played out in our field. So when doc students like yourself and other folks are looking to sort of pitch a proposal, they can point to precedents, like I want to use this method because it's been proven effective, not just in general, but in sport and physical education settings. So a big point for us was to be very clear about that audience, the sport and physical education area, and have every bit of this tethered to that. Um, within that field, the readers would likely be, you know, either current researchers or up and coming researchers. We hope that this could be adopted in master's and or doctoral graduate programs in our area. Because as I said, we have, uh, we have great resources for quantitative methods that usually take up the bulk of the you know, space uh, in the room uh, in those curricula. But we, we thought there are very few field specific resources out there. So we hope they can get integrated uh, you know, into, into uh, some of the coursework across the nation, at least to the secondary or complementary text in methods classes. The ideal would be for somebody to actually have a standalone qualitative research methods class and really give it its due. Yeah, for sure. And Paul, I'm a, did anybody have anything? I'm sorry. Paul, I'm gonna keep it with you real quick because you know, kind of looking through kind of the structure, can you tell us a little bit of the structure of each of those chapters? I, I feel like there's content and resources that are embedded within each chapter that exists or anybody. Right, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out a, a couple quick thoughts there. I mean, the, the way the book is structured, we have it sort of organized as, you know, several chapters in sort of the introductory background section uh, to get the readers prepared for what to get their head around qualitative research and position us in that field. Um, then we've got a section devoted to analysis, another one devoted, uh, devoted to data collection and so on. So that's sort of the organization of the book in which in within each of those, we, we handpicked, as you said, kind of the cream of the crop. We went to really... Uh, people that we have a lot of respect for that really have a lot of expertise in that given area and gave them the charge of, you know, a specific topic we wanted them to do a deep dive on. And I think one of the best things about the book is we asked all the teams to really put their own research into it, right? Kevin said this before, to actually tell the story of whatever their topic is, how that has played out in their work and um, to put themselves in it. And, and I think that's a really unique feature. So all the books have that flavor throughout whatever the topic is. And then each chapter ends with suggested um, activities or ways to extend this into the classroom. Uh, you know, anywhere from four to six of those at the end of each with that classroom teacher in mind that might use it in a course. Yeah, I appreciate that. And speaking of which, you know, 
you, you know, you mentioned earlier, really, you know, this, this target is to meet, meet that, meet that higher ed need, you know, for, for professors, instructors, and future professionals as well. But uh, to Kevin or Michael, you know, what about the everyday, you know, uh, uh, physical educator, those that are probably listening to this, that just finished their school year or on their way to finishing their school year. How does, you know, how does work like this qualitative research like this benefit them? Hmm. Uh, Michael, you want to take a shot at that first or you want me to? Yeah, I'll say a couple specific things. And I think, Kevin, what you're going to offer is probably quite complimentary. Um, so if you're a K-12 teacher, you may be interested in what are some ways that I can, you know, evaluate my program or find a practical approach to uh, understand what's going on with students in my classroom. And there is a chapter on practitioner-oriented methods that offer some tools that are practical and a, a teacher could use in their own classroom. The other thing you might experience is somebody like us, a professor coming to you and saying, hey, gosh, I'm collecting data. Would you, you know, partner with me in that effort? And you could ask questions about, well, hey, how can I, what can I get out of this uh, project? How can I benefit? How can it benefit my, my school, my students? And so that chapter on community engagement um, and several others actually really uh, illustrate the types of questions you can ask to make sure that the research is reciprocal and makes sense for the students in your particular school. So I hope that's one way it really benefits physical education in particular beyond the uh, more generic qualitative methods uh, test textbooks that uh, Paul referenced earlier. Um, yeah, yeah, just just to compliment that, Michael, uh, I, I think that the, the other thing I would offer um, is that um, if you look at the physical education community as as a large enterprise, uh, there are there are people within that community who help to generate research. Um, and there are also people in that community for whom research is intended. Uh, in, in other words, they're 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 meant to be consumers or users or implementers of research. The lines between those blur quite a bit. Sometimes I don't want to make it sound like you're you're kind of one or the other. More often than not, many of us dip our toes both in in in, in conducting research and using research. But but as but as in service teachers. Um, uh, you know, perhaps in service teachers who are who are in uh, graduate programs, uh, looking uh, working towards master's degrees, but but even if not, um, you 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 should be ideally uh, in a position where you're using the results of research, using the results of pedagogical research to inform your practice. So understanding how that research gets conducted and the methods that that are used may be of interest um, at, as you're as you're thinking about how research conducted in the field informs what you do in your classes and with your students. Yeah, I appreciate you both taking the time to address that just because, you know, when, you know, we want those classroom teachers to be just as much involved as, as you all have been as well at the higher education level. And, you know, essentially what I'm getting from both of you all is we want to create those partnerships, right? We want to create that connection between the classroom and whatever local college is doing this kind of work and really it'd be a, a mutually beneficial beneficial piece to it all. Um, Paul, anything you wanted to add to that? You know, I those I think are the primary benefits to that audience. I guess one I'd list as secondary to go back to one of my favorite features in the book, like I said, is, um, well, you actually brought this up first, Sean. 
our primary focus was, you know, to, to share these methods and give examples of how they apply in our research. But because of the authors that we got, the dozens of contributing authors, what happened is you get like this slice in time, right? You get this snapshot at this point in time of what the full range of research questions are that are going on in the name of sport and PE pedagogy, the different ways people can address those questions, the different angles and perspectives, you know, that people can bring to it. Um, that was sort of, to me, one of the best unintended outcomes is I think we got a great cast of, of, of uh, characters there, that lineup. And by sharing their stories and their work, they're giving examples throughout of just the best work going on. I think it's really inspiring. So I think for anybody, researcher or practitioner, if you're invested in this field, if you identify with PE and sport pedagogy, um, it, it's really inspirational, in my opinion, to see the range of good, meaningful, thoughtful stuff and, and impactful stuff that's going on in this field. Definitely is a range. And I don't, I don't, aside from, you know, shouting out the forward with uh, Silverman, I don't want to say any other names because there's, there's so many and I don't want to miss anybody or, you know, throw anybody off. So again, the title is Qualitative Research and Evaluation of Physical Education and Sport Pedagogy. Uh, I'll let you all sign off. I missed, you know, kind of some of those intros there. So Paul, I'll start with you and then work my way up. Paul, um, Manit, you know, how can we follow you? And there's any other work that you have going on? Oh, that's great. Thank you. Um, so my focus throughout my career has been teaching personal and social responsibility, that model that I worked on with Don Hellison for so many years, and then um, the, the interest that grows right from that in social and emotional learning and physical education. Those are my main areas of specialization. As Kevin mentioned, we just put a book out on that topic of SEL and PE. And um, I'm at Northern Illinois University. I run a group called the Physical Activity and Life Skills Group, the PALS Group. So we do a lot of work in international collaboration, SEL and PE, and also out of school context, like sport-based youth development. I appreciate that. Michael, let's hear from you. Sure, yeah, thanks. So as you mentioned, I'm at UNC Greensboro and um, I, I'm not a social media person, so you won't find me there, but we do have a lab here. We call it uh, Restorative Youth Sports. Um, restorativeyouthsports.uncg.edu is a website with some information on that. And like Paul, I've worked around the TPSR model and discovered this idea of restorative justice and really used restorative justice to build upon the work I've done with, with TPSR. And that's been a passion of the community engaged work I do here in, in Greensboro. And always love to talk with people who are interested in that topic, especially K-12 teachers, you know, who deal with the front lines of uh, the different challenges you face when you try to do this work. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Finish us yeah. off. Yeah, thank you, uh, Sean. Um, you know, as you mentioned before, I'm at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. Um, I'm an associate professor here. Uh, I teach in the physical education teacher education program, um, so our undergraduate licensure program. And then I also work with uh, doctoral students um, uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I, I uh, coordinate uh, the Pedagogical Kinesiology Lab, which is uh, the name of, of our research lab. We've got a good good cohort of doc students and a few master students who are doing their degrees with us and, and always, looking, always looking for more. So teachers who are, are interested in thinking about pursuing that next level, um, uh, if, if you're interested in learning more about doctoral education, um, you, know, you, can, you can shoot me an email. You can find me on the Illinois website. I'm also on Twitter. 
Uh, it's at K-A-R-R, uh, K-A-R Richards 14. So K-A-R Richards 14. And we will make sure to tweet that out when this episode is available. And also uh, the links kind of what you all have going on, as well as the book. Again, the title is Qualitative Research and Evaluation in Physical Education in Sport Pedagogy. Again, our authors, Kevin Richards, Michael Hemphill, and Paul Wright. Thank you all for being on. And again, thank you all for listening.